All right. Well, if you got your Bibles, uh, why don't you turn to uh, where are my notes? Turn to uh, Psalms 37. Let's begin there. I'm going to talk to you tonight. I've called this uh, finding God's plan. You know, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, uh, one of the things I've learned over my lifetime and of 53 years and my uh, walk with the Lord and being in ministry, the one thing that I've determined is that if I'm in God's plan, if I'm following His path, that it'll be all right, that it'll be good. And I believe that even though there's all this tumultuous things going on, this trouble going on, all these challenges going on, that God's plan is still in, in place. And I'm going to stay, I'm going to make sure I'm under His shadow. The Bible, not, Psalms 91 talks about, He says, if you're under the shadow or in the shadow of the Almighty, under His wing, that, that you're, you're going to be all right. And so my biggest thing is, is I don't want to be off somewhere else. And, and God's wing and His shadow, I don't want to be outside that. I want to be within His plan. And so for the best that I can do, uh, I want to follow Him. So let's look at Psalms 37, and I want to start with this verse. In verse 23, and I go to four, five, and, uh, 3, 4, and 5 a lot, but let's, let's go with just verse 23. It says, the Lord, and I'm reading the NIV, it says, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in Him. The, the New King James said, The footsteps of a good man are ordered by God. I always tell people, you know, they're ordered by God, but He's not forcing your foot into it. You know, you, 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 God will have that's your next step, and you determine you're going to go a different way. That's a little bit, you know, we, we, we can, if we're in trouble sometimes, or you ever, you ever done something that you regret later on, you go, man, God, why didn't you, why didn't you keep me, you know, why didn't you keep me away from that? And he's probably saying, I, I was shouting, don't do it. You ever bought something and went, oh, man. Yeah, I, I've bought some things. I bought a trailer not too long ago, and don't, don't. I, I don't even want to look at my wife because she she she's already rubbed it in. I mean, one night she I mean I finally just I was like, would you leave me alone? I've already, I know I messed up. This was not a goodbye. I bought a cheap trailer. I bought a half top gooseneck that I could haul my horse around and you know drag a calf into or do something you know ranch work is good good ranching trailer. Didn't cost me much money until I started having to fix it. And then I could have bought a pretty good used one instead of an old junker used one that I fixed. And now I've got as much money. Now, don't tell her this, but I've got as much money in it. Holly. And she's just wearing me out. See, she said, I thought you said God said, I thought you had a piece about that. I said, I did. But I missed it. Now, get off my case. I repent. You know, you repent, you're supposed to get a pass after that, you know. And so I bought this trailer, and, and sure enough, I got it home, and I could tell something wasn't right. And I didn't want to say anything, you know. I knew, because I knew, you know, a lot of times, you know, you can kind of hide some stuff. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't let her know that it was down and getting worked on until after that I was going to pick it up. But anyhow, I knew something was wrong. I thought, oh, man. Well, see, sometimes we can miss God, and sometimes it, that, that kind of thing happens. But if, we're, if His steps, if we're ordered, He orders our steps, then we're going to miss Him. I, I can tell you about another horse trailer deal. I was driving down one time, and I'm praying. I'm needing a better trailer, and I, praying, and I found this aluminum bumper pull trailer sitting at P&K at Kingfisher. I saw it going down the road, and I stopped, pulled in, looked at it. It looked brand new. Of course, in aluminums, you can... You know, you can acid wash them and make them shine up. And they look just like new. And, and I, I mean, I bought this thing, and we, we give 8000 for it. 
And I, it was a, normally a new, it would have been about 15. And so we bought that thing, and this was years ago, and, and we pulled that to all the junior rodeos for a lot of years. It had all the kids and stuff, and three horses, and it went behind our excursion. Man, it was just great. Well, I, draw, I pulled that one for three years. I didn't even put tires on it. Did not do one thing to that trailer. Didn't fix a light bulb. Did not do anything. Pulled it for three years, and, and later on, I sold it for 95 So I made 1500 So, hey, there you go. My wife's up there. So once in a while, I buy one that I, can, I make right. Now, see, there's no doubt God had that one. Well, this other one, I mean, I can tell, go through stories. You probably can, too. But see, who made the decision and the choice to buy that? See, God was directing my steps, but sometimes I get in a hurry. Sometimes I wait too long. Well, not very often do I wait too long. <laughs> She's shaking her head. Usually it's when I get in a hurry, right? So, but if I can stay in His steps, I can find His path. Now, listen, we know ultimately His path, but listen, for, for me on a daily basis, I want to find a way to get His direction as I go. You know, you ever been, you ever been going into a, a business deal and you, you get a thought or a check or maybe you go into a doctor's appointment or something isn't right and God begins to direct you another way. We've got to learn how to follow that. But he says the footsteps of a righteous man, or in this case it says the, he, the Lord makes firm the steps of those who delight in Him. Now, he goes on in verse 24, Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. See, I want God, even though I stumbled, I didn't fall. E even though I, I bought a trailer that I had to fix, I still got now a really good trailer. I had a bin, I had a bin axle. Well, I put new axles on it. So now I got one with new axles. See, it ain't all bad. She asked me, can you sell it for what you got in? And you know, Just don't worry about that kind of stuff. Just focus on what's good. So now, uh, so, uh, let's go to Romans chapter 12. See, I tell some of those funny stories on me, so you understand when I preach this stuff, I'm walking through this too. And we do a pretty good job most of the time, but I'm not perfect in it. Once in a while I miss it. Uh, Romans chapter 12, we're just going to pull the part of verse 2 out. I usually teach the, all two or three verses right here. But just in that verse 2, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what is God's will. Say, I want to know what God's will is as best I can. There's times we miss it. Was God's will I bought the A trailer? Yes. Was it God's will I bought that trailer? No. So it, wasn't, it didn't prove out to be His perfect will. But you know what? I'm using a silly example of something that is not a big deal to something that could be a very big deal. What about a... A, a, a huge investment like a house. What about a decision on a spouse? What about a decision on a a something that God's directing you? That's a much more. That's I, I'm I'm using something light, but these things aren't. So we need to follow and know His will and not be conformed to the world. Allow Him to direct our steps. So how do we find that plan? Let's look at Matthew chapter six, and we'll get into some of the steps or some of the things that'll help us. Find out what God's plan is. Matthew chapter 6. This is a familiar verse to some of you, but man, if you haven't ever, and this is basic stuff for most all of you who are believers, but I can tell you this, if we don't have this settled, 
We can't really go on to step two. He says, seek first, verse 33, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these other things will be added or all these things will be added unto you. And He's talking about all your daily provisions. He says, why do you worry? Up in the verses before. About all those things. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and God will take care of those things. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. You know what's wonderful about Him leading and guiding me is even when I miss it, if I'm willing to allow Him to and repent of it, He can turn things around. He can turn things around. He can cause me to be on, on the good side of things. See, the main reason that people don't find God, God's plan for their life is the same reason a robber doesn't find a cop. He's running the other direction. See, sometimes we don't find God's best or His plan for us because we're, we're running from Him. We're not, we're not seeking Him first. We're not f doing things His way. I like that out of the Amplified Translation, that verse 33. It says, the, the, seek the kingdom of God. And it, and it puts in brackets, His way of doing things. Seek, seek first the kingdom of God, His way of doing and His way of being right. Those are the, the understanding of the, or the things that it talks about where it talks about His kingdom and His righteousness. See, God has another a, a way of doing things, like we read in Romans chapter 12, that's different from the world. A lot of times the world tries to tell us, well, this is the way it needs to be done. And the, the world tries to tell us, well, if somebody's mean to you, you, you be mean back. The world's way of doing things is do unto others before they do unto you. But that's not God's way. God's way is do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? And so uh, we got to think about things from His perspective, do things His way. I wrote down here, seek Him first, not as a last resort. You know, here's the thing. Make that your lifestyle. And I know most of you do that, but, but do we seek God first? You know, one of the best ways to do that is to begin by, in every morning, begin your day with Bible study, with, with a, a time of prayer, a time where you open the Word of God, you do a good devotion that leads you into the things where you set your day up based on, I'm going to spend some time with God. Seek first the kingdom of God. See, that makes all the difference in the world because then when I go to making decisions and I go to, go to making choices, I consider Him always. What does His Word say? How does He say to approach this? What, and, and, and so we begin to condition ourselves that we're going to seek God. See, that, that changes everything when we begin to do that. And so uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I love this verse in uh, verse 7. Look, look, chapter 7, I mean. There in Matthew, look at verse 7. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Now, now notice, he says, there's a part that we play, and there's a part that God plays. See, a lot of people like to walk along and just say, Well, God, you just do it all. God will just do it all, and, and I don't have to ask, I don't have to seek, and I don't have to knock. But yet, the, Jesus right there said, We have a part to play. So we need to ask. So, so we need to be in that place where we're seeking Him. See, I don't ask. I ask the, right, the person that would know, right? So if I need to know something about electronics I'm, and, and something about technology and something about computers, Leon, would you be a good source for that? No, okay. I'm just going out on a limb guessing, but I, I figured that if I if I wanted to know something about that, 
I might not go to, he might not be an expert at computers. That might not be his first, it might not be his forte. But if I want to go to some, some, a mechanic, try to fix my car, who am I going to ask? I'm going to ask somebody that knows how to fix a car. If I'm going to go to somebody who uh, is, is, uh, needs to fix a marriage, I want to go to somebody who understands and knows those types of things. And so who we ask is really important. But making it God's plan, allowing God, seeking Him first, is the most important. Because you know what, you know what I've found? When I don't know who to ask, God does. And part of my seeking isn't just to have Him tell me specifically. A lot of times, He'll give me a thought of somebody I ought to call. You know, you ought to call this person. You ought to call that person. And they'll help you with the, the need that you have in that area. And so... Uh, the first thing is to seek Him first and not, not as a re last resort. You know, the understanding here, notice verse 8, it says, For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open." But see, the idea and the mindset here is that it's a persistent pursuing of God. It's, it's not something that we ask one time and then we, oh, well, we go on. Sometimes if you don't hear it right off, or if you don't, uh, you don't find the answer right off, you keep digging. You keep searching. You keep, keep following. Keep doing whatever is necessary. And that leads us to the second thing, uh, doing whatever's necessary. W what are some of the things necessary to find God's will, get His direction? Pray. We, are, we, we all kind of talked about that one. How about, how about studying the Word? You ever, you ever just go in and, and just open the Word of God and, and he, he, he gives you that direction? Sometimes it's going to church and the preacher says something that, that just triggers your thoughts, triggers your mind, gives you the answer to what, you, what you're needing, points you to that Scripture. Sometimes it might take doing a little bit more, something like uh, just being still. And this fly is really annoying me. Should, I, I, need to, I need to use a little more, keep that hamburger off me. See, there's, it's important that we go before God with a persistent pursuit and we begin to ask Him. You know, sometimes He may lead us to that one thing, that, that little thing in that time of being still. You know, sometimes, you, you, ever, you ever ride with somebody in a the, in the car and they're, and they're just, it's silence? You know, sometimes you can ride with. <laughs> I'm not gonna, Larry. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm, Larry was like, no. It's always. There's always. She's always talking. <laughs> yeah. You know. Some. Sometimes you get in a car though with somebody, and you, are you ever being in a, in a in a situation where it's awkward, where you don't know what to say, and there's there's no natural flow of conversation. But you know what? Here's the thing: where God is concerned, there there, there we need to be. Time, at times in prayer and in fellowship with Him and in reading the Word, we just need to be still, be quiet, allow Him time to speak. You know, sometimes the most important thing we can, do, we can be is, is able to shut things down and get to a place where we can hear Him speak. You know, we got to do whatever's necessary. That's the second thing. And we, sometimes we pray, sometimes we study, sometimes we be still, or all those things. Sometimes we may need to do something extra like fast. You know, you know there's, there, I don't talk a lot about this, but if you 
there may be a time where you do something extra. If you're, if you're in, a, in a situation where there's something big going on in your life, a big decision. I mean, at times where we've made some big decisions where uh, our family and our ministry was concerned, you know, we spent time, days of fasting and praying, spending, you know, shutting off a lot of other things so that we can get ourselves to a place to where we hear God. You know, I wrote this down. It says, we need to realize in doing all those things, though, is that they aren't there to change God or to get God on our timetable, but they're there to get us ready to hear, to be ready to obey, and to be able to work from His timing. You know, I don't know about you, but I, I, I want, especially once I make a decision, I, I research and I study on things, but once I make a decision that it's time to do something, I want, it, I want to do it now. I want, I want, to, I want to keep rolling. I, I don't, I'm, patience is a virtue, I know, and I got some patience. I just you know, I always have a lot of it, right? But, but we, sometimes we want it and we want it now, but sometimes we've got to realize that it's, it's getting on God's timetable. God may, may want you at a pace that is a lot slower than you're running, and He may want to change some things to adjust you. If, if you're at a place where you're trying to seek God's will, God's direction, and those, that sort of thing, we need to ask ourselves, Lord, am I doing everything that's necessary for me to be able to hear God? Everything necessary for me to be able to be in tune, that I'm ready to obey. You know, God understands you. <laughs> you you're... Your spouse might not, your parents might not, some co-workers, my friend. Some of those people may not understand you, but God understands you. And you know what? He knows what you need to get, go through, to experience, to realize in order that you can be where He needs you to be. I've watched this over our, our ministry and the different things that God's brought us through and, and the different experiences that we've had have built on one another and they've prepared us. And I wanted to be here, but God said, no, you need to go here first, and you need to go here first, and you need to experience this, and you need to spend a little time here. And if I would have gotten where I, I, I was at any given time and not been ready, it wouldn't have been good. But and when, after being able to look back, I can see the process and the progress that God worked in and through me. So, so I want to be in God's timing when it says footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by God or the, or the steps are made firm by God, it, 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 part of that is that He's setting us up in, in His pace and His timing. So as we're finding His plan, part of it is, is that can I get in pace with Him? Can I move at His pace and His speed? Let's, uh, let's turn to uh, 1 Samuel. And, and I want to look at the next point, and that is this, is that we, gotta in, we need to inquire with the Lord and of the Lord and that's part of actually that's part of this number two doing everything necessary are we inquiring of the Lord I want to look at David because uh, King David at this point uh, he was the also the shepherd boy that killed Goliath but here he is in uh, not yet king he's been anointed king but Saul is still in place and so he's running from Saul or he's working for Saul but then Saul and King Saul ends up trying to kill him and all that good stuff but 1 Samuel chapter 23, when David, verse 1, when David was told, look, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah and are looting and, uh, uh, the threshing floors, he inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go and attack these Philistines? So he, he asked God. Now one of the things I wrote underneath in my Bible was as he asked the right question. I think sometimes when we're, when we're trying to find the will of God, we may be asking the wrong question. 
uh, we need to ask ourselves sometime, God, you know, am I, am I headed in the right place? Am I, you know, I used to have some coon dogs a long time ago and used to go coon hunting with this guy when I was a teenager. And, uh, you, you know, you could tell when those dogs treed. That's a, a neat thing, man. You can hear those dogs when they're on a trail and then you can hear those dogs when they treed. But you know what? You, you always wonder, sometimes you wonder if they was at the right tree. You go to squalling at that coon or you go to shining your light up there and you go looking for that coon and he's not up there. Well, maybe he jumped from tree to tree. There's all different kinds of things going on with that, that coon hunting. But, you know, you want, him to, you want him to be at the right tree or you're wasting your time. It's kind of like asking God. I want to ask the right question. So I want God involved in all that process. Then look at the on in that verse. It says, The Lord answered him, Go attack the Philistines and save Keilah. But David's men said... Here in Judah we are afraid. How much more than if we go to Keilah against the Philistine forces? The voices, his men rejected him. His men got afraid. Now one of the things that when we begin to uh, in, in, uh, inquire of the Lord, we got to ask ourselves, what other voices are we going to be listening to? What other voices are going to... When we start to look at the plan of God, what other voices might play in, might have... A, a say in things. Well, see, we got to, the, 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 another part to this is we got to cut through the negative voices. See, the highest purpose of, a, of faith and prayer is not to change your circumstances always, but also to change you. Sometimes you and I are the ones that need to be changed. See, his men needed to be changed from fearful in Judah to conquerors in Keilah. But they had, to, they had to go through some type of change and something had to happen. But notice what David did. David didn't go, well, shucks, I guess we can't go then. No, he went back to God. See, he had them saying no. God was saying yes. You, you, you ever, you know, it, when we follow God's plan, there's going to be times when people say, oh, you shouldn't do that. But God said go. And so he said, uh, again, verse 4, again, David inquired of the Lord... And the Lord answered him, Go down to Keilah, for I am going to give the Philistines into your hands. So David and his men went to Keilah, forgot, uh, fought the Philistines, and carried off their livestock, and inflicted heavy losses on the Philistines, and saved the people of Keilah. Now, there, there he was. He was going upon and following the will of God, even though those men, those first voices said, No, we can't do it. Those first voices were fearful. So what did he do when he heard a report or opposition to what he felt God was saying, knew God was saying to do? What did he do? He went back to God. Went back for confirmation. See, that's something about finding and following the will and the plan of God. When we seek Him first and we begin to develop that as a habit, then we're putting ourselves in a position to be able to hear. Then when we do whatever's necessary in order to find and follow that will... His direction, His plan for our lives. Sometimes it's through that, that fasting, that prayer, that study. It might be through counsel. His, but, but ultimately, it's maintaining that, that following in, in following God. So we continue to in, inquire. One of the things we've got to do is shut off, if we're going to find God's plan, His purpose for our lives, we've got to shut off the emotion-driven decisions. See, those men were consumed by their emotion of fear. They said, we're afraid here, and we're not, we don't even see the Philistine forces. What are we going to do down there? They were driven by the, that fear. So we pushed those things out. 
uh, we, we make sure that we're following the voice of God. Now, uh, now let me, let me say this, and, 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 and then we'll wrap this up. Is the other thing is we need to somet- sometimes we need to ask just simple yes and no questions. Uh, down here in verse uh, 7 it says, Then Saul was told, King Saul was told that David was in Keilah. And he said, God has delivered him into my hands, for David has imprisoned himself by entering into a town with gates and bars. And Saul came up with his forces for battle to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. See, King Saul was trying to capture him. And so when David learned that Saul was plotting against him, again he said to Abathar the priest, Bring me the ephod. And David said, Lord, God of Israel, your servant has heard uh, definitely that Saul uh, plans to come to Keilah to destroy this town and on account of me. When the citizens of Keilah surround me, or will they surrender me to him? Will Saul come down and your servant, as your servant has heard, the Lord God of Israel tell your servant? And so he asks a simple question. Will they give me, surrender me to him? And what did God say? He said, yes, he will. Again, David asked, will the citizens of Keilah surrender me to the men of Saul? And he said, yes, they will. So he asked, will Saul come down? Simple question, yes or no? Yes. Will they give me into his hands? Yes. Now the reason I bring you to that, and and as we close, is sometimes in seeking God's plan, are you asking the wrong question? And sometimes, I had this happen, in fact, we were in a board meeting, I was praying over some things where the uh, ministry, High Call Ministries was concerned, this was several years ago, and, and, and we were making some decisions, and uh, I had this list of questions and things we were praying about. And one of my board members said, you know what, why don't we simplify this to a yes and no question? Yes and no answer, I mean. And I went, huh, that makes a lot of sense. So we changed the questions just like David had done right there. And he said, is Saul going to come down here? Prayed about that. God said, yes. And then he said, are these people going to turn me over to him if he comes down here? And he said, yes. You know what David knew right then and then? God's plan for him was to escape. He didn't have to pray again. He just took off. He packed up his 600 men and they took off and they hid in the, in the, val- hid in the, in the places uh, the places uh, in the caves and things and hid from him from that time. You know, I got more of this. We'll get into it more next week. But uh, I want to challenge you to begin to pursue God's plan. Begin to God, pursue God's purpose. Number one is we've got to understand that, the, that He does have a plan for us and that it's good. But we need to also begin to seek Him first and do what's necessary to get into that place of, of uh, hearing. So tonight as you get ready to, as we get ready to close this part of the service, let me just ask you a question. Do you know God's plan for your life? Do you know what the next step is? Do you know all the things that, there, that, that He has for you? You know, part of uh, the things that we'll know, some things we won't know, but we can ask. He said if we'll ask, we can receive. If we can seek, we'll find. If we'll knock, it'll be open to us. So I believe that we can go before the Lord and we can begin to pray and say, God, what is your plan in this given situation? If you're not getting answers, maybe you need to ask, ask Him to help you reform the question. Ask, ask the right, get the right information. God, how's this going to go? 
I will close with this. Sometimes in prayer, we're so vague that we wouldn't know if God answered it or not. Now begin to think about that. Where prayer is concerned, some of your health issues. One of the things that I pray for, doctors to have wisdom. If you're going in surgery, man, I want that doctor. I want his hands guided. I want, I want good results from medications. If I'm using, got to take medication, then I want good results from medication. I, I want them to have wisdom so we can be specific in some of those prayers. So we can go before God and God, what do I pray? How do I pray? How do I lay this before you? Lord, what's the real issue? What's the real concern? And you know, as we begin to seek God in that way, He can begin to guide us. He can begin to direct us. Then we have, then that's the difference in a powerful prayer and a vague or, or, or weak prayer. I believe that we can go before God in that manner. So let's, let's pray. Let's, let's uh, come before Him as we close and as these guys are getting ready to come back. Father, we just thank and praise You that, that Lord, You do have a good plan for our lives. That, that Father, I thank You and I praise You that we're not too young or, or old. We're not too uh, uneducated or, or too educated to be used by you. We're, we're, we're just a, a vessel for you to use. And Lord, I pray and I ask you that, that for those that are in, in great uh, challenges in their lives, that Lord, you, you give us wisdom. That Lord, as, as we come before you to, to do our part, that Lord God, we'll, we'll ask for wisdom. We'll ask for direction. And Lord, I thank you that you'll begin to guide and direct us in those things. Father God, I just pray for each and every one that, that uh, is, is listening to the sound of my voice. Father, even if they're watching now, uh, if they're watching from another country, if they're watching from another state, or if they're watching later on, that Lord, if they've not made Jesus Christ Lord of their life, then Lord God, I pray that they would make that decision first. That they'd not only seek you first, but they'd make you Lord of their lives. And so Lord God, I praise you. And I thank you that if they'll call on the name of the Lord, that they can be saved. I thank you, Lord God, that you, Jesus Christ, died for our sins, gave us the free gift of salvation, if we'll just repent of those sins and receive Him as Lord. So, Father God, I pray that for any who have not made that decision, that they'd make that decision tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.